Konnichiwa. And howdy, y'all. Hi, I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie, and welcome to Sumo, Sumo Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. Yeah, that's right. And this week and next week, we're getting ready for the Basho coming up. We are going to talk about, gosh, two wrestlers this week, two wrestlers next week that are either new to the top ranks or are new to Sanyaku. Yeah, or just like maybe yeah. they've been there before in the Makauchi division, but we, we just haven't, haven't seen them in a while. And yeah. just getting reacquainted, if you will. Yeah, so it's kind of like kind of like dating. <laughs> so we're just get, getting reacquainted with these four gentlemen and we're having a nice um, sumo date. Yeah, sumo date, a cocktail, if you will. Yeah, with each one of these eligible bachelors. Did I say that weird? Eligible, eligible, eligible bachelors. <laughs> oh, we're going on vacation next week. So, by the way, we're um, very excited about that. But um, but we still will have an episode. For we you. will, but we'll just be coming to you from the beach with like soft waves in the background. We'll and... be very calm. <laughs> Actually, I don't anticipate the calmness because we're going on vacation with my nephews who are just like <laughs> the best but just the loudest and so it'll probably just be like screaming kids in the background it'll yeah it be, could be that but it'll be a fun time all right let's start out with a news flash well the wrestlers are all going down to nagoya they are there oh i don't say down i'm like where is nagoya i have to get out a map yeah is it over to i thought nagoya? it was like up over and i don't know i would have to get out a map uh i'm an idiot i don't know where it is well i don't think it's north if but you don't know i don't know <laughs> you know i'm getting better like i'm i I thought I was thinking about this the other day. You can cut all of this out. No, I'm keeping it in. I thought just how I've dumb we studying, are with geography. Well, I've been studying Japanese for a year now, and I'm terrible after a year. I'm still <laughs> <laughs> like I can just pick up a few words here and there, but for the most part, I still can't understand a damn thing they're saying. So it's the same with geography. Like, I've looked at the maps, but until I go over there and walk the ground, I will not know where everything is. That's right. I do have a general idea of the shape of the country. And yeah. this is the country I have lived in. So <laughs> you would think I would know. But anyway, they went somewhere in a, in a town called Nagoya. Anyway, um, <laughs> the tournament is coming up this next week. The wrestlers are prepping their doyos. They're getting situated and visiting local shrines for good luck, such as the Nagoya Castle, Kino Shachihoko. Well so, done. Yeah, thank you. The Dewanaumi Stable, not well done done visited uh the shrine just for good luck so they had these really huge you know what those like like dragon carp heads look like do you have you ever what is seen a those? carp head carp like a fish oh carp <laughs> yeah, like carp. head of a carp yes can okay. i just say in my japanese lessons <laughs> i only just learned that koi means carp Oh. All this time, I was thinking okoi was a specific kind of Japanese fish oh. that's oh so beautiful and oh so well, graceful. Well, they are beautiful and graceful. They are, but they're just a carp. Oh, well, I just learned that <laughs> now, too. Well, we are real dumb, but we're cute. That's all that matters. So, yeah. Anyway, it balances so out. they're called shachi. which are, okay, so they have two golden shachi on the top of the Nagoya Castle, and like for the first time in 16 years, they've unveiled these golden heads of these. It's like half dragon, half carp. Yeah. 
And it's like a Japanese mythological creature. It's like tiger-headed dolphins or carp is what it is. And it's considered to have control over the rain. Anyway, the guys, they are going to visit these statues that they unveiled for the first time in 16 years to everyone in town. Unveiled? Like they've been working on them? No, they just, no, they've just, they have them hidden. I mean, they don't have them on display all the time. And they're out for display so everyone in town can see them for good luck for the boss show, but also to keep everyone safe from the coronavirus. So anyway, yeah, there were some pictures from that. So I thought we could all just learn a little bit about these dragon-headed creatures. Carp heads. (laughs) Carp heads. Carp heads. Or dolphin. <laughs> I was yeah. like, is that a special kind of car? A car pet? Like a bicycling car? Is that what oh, Fred Oh, I get it. Like carped. Yeah. yeah, Fred Flintstone no, carp- got around in head. a carped. It just might also be my pronunciation because I'm wearing my Invisalign real- aligners. Not realign. Well, they are realigning. Yeah, they up. are. I talk terrible when I have them in. But I'm not taking them out because I really need this uh, adjustment. Anyway, <laughs> that's a lot of information that doesn't need to be in our newsflash, but it is. Okay, so next piece. Tamawashi and all the other wrestlers got their vaccination this week. It was part one of two parts. And Tamawashi was saying that it was over in the blink of an eye, but it hurt. <laughs> so they'll I get... think it's funny that they think shots hurt. I know. I don't know if they're all making funny faces every time they get their blood work done. They are. But uh, they all seem to be incredible babies when it comes to needles. But anyway, <laughs> they get round two after the tournament. But this is huge. They've all been vaccinated, partly all the coaches, too. So this is a great step forward. Mm-hmm. And makes me feel better watching them, knowing how close they are backstage, that everybody will at least have one shot that's yeah. back there. Okay. Ura has become a minimalist. Have I told you this? <laughs> I read this. Uh, well, I think it's great. I don't know if he's watched, uh, what's her name? Marie, no, uh, Konoma, oh, oh. Marie Kondo. Yes, Marie Kondo. But he has purged all of the useless items in his life, and he's pared down everything. And he says that it's actually made him a better wrestler. Now, this is directly quoted from Nikon Sports. Since about April of last year, I have been, this is him, I have been studying on video sites and reading books, probably Marie Kondo, Mm -hmm. and started to cut off clothes and the like. He's been cleaning up his room as a minimalist, and he said that his feelings were also, like his mental, you know, state of his mind was more organized. And it became clear what he should do. He said he had more time to spend with himself once he got rid of the extra things and he's able to concentrate more on sumo. And that is one of the factors that has helped him return to Makauchi, which he believes. That's what he I said. I thought it was McDonald's. No, no, no. That's um that's Ura. Oh, is that also Ura? Yes. Oh yeah, so that's he's right. A minimalist Who's McDonald's just lover. Going nuts on McDonald's. <laughs> yes. I don't know, something about that that makes me think he's just like a little baby too gullible or just like, I'm going to try anything. Yeah, he's quite the personality. It's like maybe he's not thinking through everything, but... I think um, people also just love to talk to him as well. Yeah. So, I mean, we all change our minds a lot, especially when we're in our 20s, yeah, right? But there's always somebody that's like, hey, have you ever tried magnets? Yeah. And Ura <laughs> is definitely like the guy who's like, trust me, magnets really, really work. Yeah. Have you ever tried the brass uh, bracelets around your wrists? That works every time. It, it works every time. Yeah. But that is all I have. I, I mean, I gave you the most important news, which was... <laughs> Dragon-headed carp. Yes. Tamawashi does not like... Shots. Shots. And then Ura is going through a minimalist stage. Well, should we talk about Ura today, then? Yeah. Uh, Let's 
also talk about him in a deep dive. But before we get to Ura, let's chat a little bit about bingo. Bingo! Because it is bingo time! That's right. Um, this, that sounds Sorry. like porno bingo, Sorry. but we're not playing porno bingo. We're playing regular <laughs> makauchi bingo. I don't even want to know what's involved in porno bingo. I don't bingo. either. Let's not even go there. No, let's not. Um, okay, so... It is bingo time. Cue the bingo music. This is how you play bingo. We're going to be playing Makuchi bingo. Only. Only this time. Not because Jurio didn't go well. It did. It did. But, but we just have jam to give away. And we are going on vacation. Yeah. And it's just a little bit of a weird time for us. So we're just going to give all of our energy to Makauchi. Yes. And we hope that everyone will like up their their trash talk during this <laughs> Makauchi bingo. Like it was so fun last time. Yeah. So the and cards are going to come out what? Wednesday? Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. If you're on the email list, you will get a notification. And they go fast. Yes. I'm they not sold cold. out in... Oh, like four hours. What? It was the first day they were all gone. Okay, so you need to get on our email list. And we, by the way, never send you emails. It's just our email. <laughs> like, true. what do we have to talk to you guys about? The, anyway, <laughs> so it's safe. Just sign up for our list. You go to sumokaboom.com and sign up for the bingo. And then that way you'll get a notification before anybody else, before we announce it on social media. And you will have first dibs at a card. And mm-hmm. you want to get a card because they will sell out. Yep. So how do you play you get a card download a card only one per person just don't that's right don't get five cards that's not nice just get one card okay you're playing for bragging rights yep and you're playing for a jar of jam that's right and when somebody gets their kachikoshi you put a little star or check mark next to their name and all you got to do is get five across diagonal up or down and you get a bingo if the person is on the bonzuke their name could be on your card so, so asanoyama will be on your card apologies if you get asanoyama that's just the way the cookie crumbles that's right and so when you get your bingo okay this is super important because this is the day that Laurie and i go half nuts trying to figure out who came in first to cover all your bases do it like last time our winner for makauchi like was like i won he like emailed us he <laughs> tagged us on instagram he tagged us on twitter he like covered all of his bases yeah do it and he won but you need to take a picture of your winning card yep. and you need to tag us and upload it to your social media account let us see that you have a winning bingo as soon as possible now if you wait till the next morning someone else will have won i can promise you too late and play with us it is so fun it is really super fun to be watching these guys and be cheering them all to get their kachikoshi yeah you end up cheering on the most random people like chionoo Yes. <laughs> You'll never wish so hard for Giono to get a kachikoshi. Yep. But, um, so make sure and play, and it'll be so much fun, and you'll have bragging rights to the next time around, and uh, we're looking forward to it, too. Let's talk about Chiono. Yeah, Chiono. Did I say that right? Well, I mean, who knows? We've all been saying, is it Chiono? <laughs> is it Chiono? Chiono. Anyway, I think it's Chiono. I might be wrong. But we will find we out. We will find out. Yeah. This guy, Chiono O, is making a return appearance to Makauchi. He is 5'11, 328 pounds, and he is 30 years old. Oh, he's an old man. Oh, he's so 30. ancient. Oh, he's my just, God. Arthritis. I'm I mean, sure. he's just. 
God. so old. Just give oh. the guy a walker. Yes, yeah, seriously. He was born Mio Hito Motoi in 1991. Mio Hito Motoi. And he is from Yoran, Kagoshima. And again, I have no idea where Kagoshima is. <laughs> it's down We south? need to put a map, map. in this closet. <laughs> and the really mom do. and dad are going to be like, why did you put a Japanese map in the closet? Like, well, we've turned a whole closet into our workspace. At, so. least, at least we're identifying what we, what skills we're in need of. Yes. So in the geography. future, yeah, if someone wants to send us a map of Japan. Please do. <laughs> please do. I know. Also, what kind of workspace do you ever have where you could possibly have 80-year-olds walking through naked? Because that's exactly... (laughs) Where did that come from? It's just that we're in mom and dad's closet. And any given moment, dad's just on the other side of the door taking a shower. (laughs) Anyway, so... (laughs) We'll leave you with that image. Yeah. Anyway, this guy, (laughs) this guy, he began his journey in sumo back in 2010, but this is not his first rodeo. In fact, we saw him in Makauchi in 2017 when he wrestled at Maegashira 14. Okay. But this time, to me, I think it's a little bit different because he spent most of the last year, like, right up at the top ranks of Jurio, and he was almost clinching Jurio titles in May. He's just been at the top of the leaderboard, so he's really been holding strong in Jurio just almost getting up to Makauchi. Okay. So when he first started sumo, things looked pretty promising for him. So way back when, he got like four consecutive five and two winning records when he was in Jonidan, Jonokuchi. He leveled up to Sandame and like he promptly got a losing record every time he kind of... Oh, when he bumped up? He bumped up. He would just kind of crash out, right? Okay. Um, I wouldn't crash out, but he's kind of, he has this reoccurring theme where he like busts through the first run of something and then he comes back again and he does well and then he kind of falls out of it. He'll get a makikoshi and then he'll come back and he'll get two consecutive six in one records and then he'll kind of struggle a little bit. Okay. So that kind of pattern was established early in his career, and it happened a lot within the first two years. It says to me, though, about this pattern that's established, anytime he made a makikoshi, he would just rebound with two consecutive kachikoshi. So it's like... Two steps forward. Exactly. One step back. Exactly. And I think that's just kind of the wrestler that he is. He eventually got on up to Makushida and... At the top of Makushita was wrestling against Jurio wrestlers, and he got, you know, he got through that pretty well. He got a Jurio promotion in 2013. Okay. Okay. But when, then, sorry, when, when did he start? He started in 2010. Okay. So within three years, he was in Jurio. At the top of Jurio, he had been wrestling Makuchi guys, and he wasn't always faring well, but he would come back. He just kept plugging away. Now, he did have some injuries, and that kind of made him bounce around. But most of the time, he was hovering Jurio 2 to Jurio 4 for like the last year. Okay. Now, he finally got to Makauchi in 2017, and he did pretty well defeating some rank and filers, but he got a 7 and 8 record, Mm. which is not bad, but it's not good enough to bump him up. The next Basho, he had an injury, and I'm not exactly sure what that was, but he had a couple of terrible Bashos after that, Mm. and he was sent back down into Jurio. So around this time, he had been wrestling under the name of Chio. Chio? Yeah. Not Chio. No. Chio. It's C-H-I-Y-O-O. And in 2017, after all that and the injury and the going up and the going down, (gasps) 
he decided to give himself a little bit of, well, I like to call it a little extra sauce because all he did was like from chio Uh to chio no. No, he added the N. It changes everything. Chio no. So the next Basho, he came out and he came out winning. He won the first seven matches, but then he stunk it up like for the rest of like the, the whole Basho, he did get an eight and seven for the tournament. But then after that, he had a couple of terrible tournaments and that sent him back down to Makushita. So here he comes again. He wins Makushita and then he's bumped back up into Jurio by 2020. So I don't even know if the last two minutes of everything I've been saying has made sense, (laughs) but you just get a sense this guy is a yo-yo. He has, like I said, been battling in Jurio at Jurio 1 in May and he did really well he got 11 and 4 record and he did not win but he was on the leaderboard for a lot of that okay so that is what brought him back to makauchi he's been holding steady in jurio for 35 boshos in total though so if you get a whole span of his career he has been like the rank and filer of jurio it's just to get there he has bounced around a lot and you should also know he um he lost steam at the end of the boss show and um oh like he gets tired i don't know it's just like he had another experience later on where he smokes people for the first seven days and then suffers so it may be an endurance thing yeah i'm not really sure he does say he loves ice cream and macaroni salad, which is just an aside. I think oh, you all should too. just know. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, but he does not care for seafood, which is like... Like you. Like, just like me. <laughs> he loves movies, especially dramas. He loves Star Wars, and he loves the movie <gasps> Halloween. Really? He likes Halloween? Yeah, I don't know. The guys... He, he likes get, scary movies. Yes, he's very multi-leveled, you could say. But he belongs to the Kokonoe stable. That is the stable with all the Chios. Yeah. And we know that all of the Chios are back in Makuchi. Yeah, yeah. It's a Chio fest. Yeah, well, you know, the the wolf, Chionofuji, was the head Oyakata there until he died in 2016. So when I like to look at all of the chios and i go why are there so many damn chios up there and you go yeah if they're all 30 and they've all been going for 10 years they had a lot of time spent with one of the best wrestlers of all time coaching them yeah and they're really really good so all of the wrestlers have that prefix of chio which actually means a thousand generations did I say that weird? Generations. He prefers yotsu or belt sumo, and he's pretty straightforward with his approach. He wins 50% of his bouts by frontal force outs or push outs and occasional thrust down. I am looking forward to seeing him. I don't want to say he's going to crash and burn, but I will say, <laughs> through all my rambling, he has a pattern, but he comes back every time. And it sounds like we should look for him to do better on the first week than the second week, perhaps. Yeah, unless he's listening and he's like, I'm going to prove you wrong. That's right. <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> I went to the shrine. I saw the car. Well, he did not. He did not go. Oh, he didn't no, go. No, just a different staple went. Okay. <laughs> well, I wish him luck. I like his sweet face. Yes. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to know more about Chionoo. Chionoo. All right. I went down the rabbit hole of Ura. And I have to say, I spent so much longer looking into Ura than I ever thought I would because there is so much great info on Ura. He's a real favorite. People He's really a huge fan love favorite. him. Yes. And for really good reason. Okay. Ura, who 
actually both of the guys I looked up, Meisei and Ura, are both using their real name as their Shikona. So his real name is Ura Kazuki. It's his given name. This kid is the story, is a story of a small kid with spectacular, spectacular wrestling gifts, whose body has just had a real tough time. His body has just been injured many, many times. So it's a story of flashy wins and spectacular falls. Ura started wrestling at age four because, get this, his sister, who is two years older than him, was doing sumo at a tournament. His six-year-old sister was doing sumo (laughs) at a tournament, and he was four, and he said, I want to try this. And so he just jumped in the ring and gave it a shot and was hooked at age four. Is that not the sweetest story ever? Yes. I don't know if his sister is still doing sumo, but he is. So he's a small kid. He was really... He was not that great at sumo initially (laughs) as a kid, according to all the reports. They said he could endure the hits of others really well and not complain. So it really seems like he was the small kid who got hit really hard as a kid and was like, I'm not giving up. Come back and get me. You know, that kind of Well, maybe his sister was just beating him up all the time and he was (laughs) like, I can handle this. If I can handle handle my sister's beatings, I can do this. Yeah. He was the kid that never gave up, ever. In fact, when he grew up at home, it was forbidden for any of the kids ever to say, I am tired. So he developed this whole ability to just hang in there and keep doing what was required without complaint. Sounds like a kind of demanding home, but that's okay. Yeah, it might explain like why he's like, I'm on a minimalist (laughs) kick and I only eat McDonald's. Like something about his childhood was like a little off where he's like, I cling to anything that just gives me structure. Maybe. He has said that he grew up because he did not only sumo, but he also studied Greco-Roman wrestling as a kid and would never give up. He said he grew up getting a lot of nosebleeds and jammed fingers. So he was a rough and tumble kid, yeah, but a small one. In high school, there was no wrestling club at all. And he really loved Greco-Roman wrestling, but they did have sumo training. So he just said, okay, I'll just go for sumo in high school. But the problem was he was so small and so weak in high school that sometimes he would get kicked out of training by the other kids and the coach because they were like, just go train by yourself, dude. You are so small. You're so weak. You're never going to make it in the sumo world. I bet they're eating their words now. (laughs) Probably. Yes. His coaches eventually said to him, look, kid, you are so small. Just go to college. Okay, you're not going to make it in the professional sumo world. Just go to college. So that's what he did. He went to university. He majored in education. He has his teaching license to teach elementary school and kindergarten, which I can totally see him doing. Because he was always doing sumo on the side, he was a lightweight, but he kept developing his skills. And he went to the World Combat Games in 2013 and won the gold medal in the lightweight division there with the one of the most amazing throws I have ever seen in my whole life. You could still watch this thing oh, on cool. YouTube. Let me see if I can explain it. I will never do it justice. And you can go look this thing up on YouTube. But he is... Basically, Ura's lock. He, by the way, he's a skinny little kid at this point. Oh, he's, okay. He's, he looks small and thin, just like any lightweight you've ever seen, like rail thin. And he's locked underneath 
his opponent. It looks like he's locked in a headlock, right? They're facing each other, and his opponent has him underneath in a headlock. Okay. And he basically spins around with his head under his opponent's shoulder. He bends super low, and he thrusts himself backwards and laterally about two inches from the ground. And the guy who's above him does a complete ass over teacups flip and ends up on the ground first. It's so hard to explain. So he flips him? Yes. He flips him from underneath. Like a pancake. Like over the top. Over over the top of him, but he is like two inches from the ground. It's like he floats sideways to do it. The guy, I'm sure, never saw it coming. It, (laughs) It was such an amazing throw that it got people's attention in the sumo uh-huh. world. It's and be- a little magical. It is amazing. But I warn you, if you look this thing up, if you look up this throw, you will go down the rabbit hole of the world combat games because I spent two hours <laughs> in this YouTube rabbit hole. It is so cool. I never thought that I would like the world combat games. I thought it was just a bunch of dudes like hitting, like doing kickboxing and hitting each other. And there is some of that, but there is also, <gasps> there's also wushu. Wushu. Wushu, which I was like, what is that? And I started watching it. And it's all the cool sword work and spear work that they do in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh. It's gorgeous. That sounds cool. It is gorgeous. I mean, as cool as the Highland Games we were watching last night. You guys, we were watching the Strongman Highland Games last night. From 2018. But it It was was still. They were like, I can't believe I just found. They all sound German. German or Russian, and they were all lifting very heavy objects like cars and, and the, squats the with them. Stone. <laughs> Which and, apparently the Husselstone is this 180 kilogram stone that in Iceland, if you carried it around the sheep pen once, you were officially a man. Yes. So anyway, th- that's just a side note, just general weird things that we're interested in. Interesting international sports. Yes. They are definitely all over this world combat site. You can watch, oh my God, Taekwondo and just all the things that Bruce Lee and Jet Lee and Jackie Chan do in all their movies. It's all there in competitive form. It's gorgeous. Fencing. Like, I've never watched... Fencing is not my favorite to watch anyway, but still, it's cool. It's because you can't (laughs) see their faces. I know. Taekwondo, karate, like all of these forms of martial arts that I have never seen. I got so inspired watching all these videos. Yeah. (laughs) So, so cool. Anyway, so with this amazing throw that he did at the World Combat Games, he was invited into the... Is it Kisei Stable? Yeah, K-I-S-E. Kisei. Kisei Stable. When he entered, he was a skinny little guy of 250 pounds. And his coaches said, immediately, you must start with a food training. So you must eat as much as possible because you are now going to be doing sumo, not with lightweights, but with heavyweights. Right. So he packed on the pounds. He packed on 75 to 100 pounds. Oh, my gosh. Depending on, you know, when... He stepped on the scale. So now he's five nine and a half, which is about my height. Wow. Five nine and a half. And he looks tiny in the ring. He does. He, he looks, really does. He looks like a shrimp in the ring, but he's five nine and a half. And he's somewhere between three fifteen, three thirty pounds. Which is not my weight. I don't weigh that. No. But he is my height. Yes. You're very similar. <laughs> very similar types. <laughs> So let me give you the drunk history version of his record. Okay. okay? 2015, enters sumo. Practically unbeatable. 
at the lightweight stage. So he rockets up the ranks. Jonakuchi, Jonidon, Sandamne, Makushta, 2016, he is still packing on the pounds. He's still rising. Makushta, Jurio, he ends up at Jurio 1. In September of 2016, he runs into trouble for the very first time. He gets his first Makikoshi record. But he stays in Jurio, okay? He just goes, oh, bigger dudes? This is a bit different. 2017, he's heavier now. He rockets up from Jurio 3 to his highest ranking to date, Maigashira 4. By July, he gets his gold star mm. against Harama Fuji. Wow. And he gets injured oh. fighting an Ozeki. Do you want to guess who the Ozeki was that he was injured fighting against? Goedo? No. Still fighting now. Uh, it is almost an Ozeki again. Oh, Takayasu. Takayasu. Oh. Yes. It was the fight against Takayasu that injured his knee. Oh, oops. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Big knee injury. So he hit the Sanyaku wall and he posted his first losing record. No, he had that other Makikoshi in, in Jurio, but so this is his second one. So he got 7 8 at that rank. He says to the media, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. fine. I just need a month off. My knee's fine. That's, I just need a little rest. No problem. But he comes back in September that same year. He wins his first day, runs into trouble, re-injures that knee, same knee, against another wrestler that is still wrestling, who he will meet again probably. Hoshoryu. Oh, Hoshoryu. Who is very apologetic. After the fight, uh, according to the media, he stuck around to apologize over and over and over to Ura for hurting him. What happens after this Hoshoryu meeting is he disappears for the rest of the Basho and he's out for the rest of the year. He's out for much of 2018. It's a real low point for him. He shows back up in September of 2018 in San He wins. He's starting to come back up. Okay. By January of 2019, he's still on his way up, but he gets injured again, and he's out again. It's those same knees. So the rest of 2019, he's out. It's another low point for him. He starts back in again in November. He climbs again. Jonidon, he does really well. 2020, he wins. He becomes the champion of Jonidon, champion of Sandamne, up to Makushta, up to Jurio. I mean, a fast rise. So he's healed. 2021, Jurio, Jurio, he wins Jurio, and he's back on the doorstep. So he's back in the top division after rocketing back up after his injuries. He says about his injuries that his knees could go at any minute. Ugh. He's had both knees. I think both knees have had surgery. So he is fighting on busted knees with braces like on Fuji. On a fully McDonald's diet. On a McDonald's <laughs> diet and a minimalist atmosphere. <laughs> he seems like the guy who'd be most susceptible to like a pyramid scheme, right? <laughs> Yeah, like falling really victim. Does. He really does. But I think what what makes him popular is one his story. We yeah. all love to root for the guy that's injured and is coming back. We well, want and the little well. guy, always like yeah. the little train that could. Yeah. Two, he's little. He's very small. We all love the little guys. Three, people love him because of his style. So he is a pusher thruster, but he is so 
agile. Mm-hmm. He's so fast and he's unpredictable. And he does he does these throws that have not been seen professionally in the sumo world for over 50 years sometimes. He's just completely unpredictable. And the guy, I don't know if you've seen the video of him on NHK, he can do a flip-flop. Like what? on concrete, he can do so, a flip flop, a, a back handspring. So he can do back bends and maintain his balance. So there have been many times where he's been right at the edge of the bales and he will do a full on back bend and stay in the ring. He's He does the leg picks. He does the hip throws. He does the reverse backward body drops. He does all of these crazy backwards lean outs. Like if anybody's going to do anything backwards... It's going to be this guy. He sounds like a trickster, just a real awesome trickster. You never know what's going to come out of him. Exactly. He could be facing the opposite direction, and he'll still run into you and send you out of the ring. Yeah. (laughs) And that's pretty cool. That is really cool. So this guy, Ura, is also known. He's known for a lot of things. He's very, very popular Rikishi, and was really fun to look into. He is cute. And you're not alone. A lot of people think he's cute. People either love him or hate him. For his pink mawashi. Not everyone likes it. Why would you hate someone the for The sumo pink? elders do not think that it's traditional. Oh. They are like, we're not so into the cherry blossom pink mawashi. You should go for traditional black. But he likes the pink. I like the pink. I like the pink. Yep. He's also known for his, well, his aging body. He's the ripe old age of 29. Ugh, he's so, so old. I know. Ancient. <laughs> He's known so for his, old. he's the one that's known for his teeny tiny little salt throws, like, oh, like three grains. Yeah, like, yeah, so already people are like, oh, I can't wait to get Terutsuyoshi and Ura together because it'll be this huge salt throw in this teeny little pew. <laughs> Personally, his favorite food is Spam Musubi and eggs. I love him. I He's think just he a ha- bold character. He could hang out with dad. Oh, for sure. And have a grand Our time. dad eats so much spam. Yes. You didn't think anybody buys spam anymore, and we're here to tell you that <laughs> they do. But to round out this image of this spam-loving, McDonald's-loving minimalist with a pink mawashi, his hobbies, well, really, he's got one hobby. It's listening to music. Oh, nice. Especially rap All right. Imagine him with McDonald's in front of him listening to, I don't know, Snoop Dogg, Cardi B. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who his favorite is. I don't either. (laughs) So he does have some really great nicknames that you're welcome to use as well. I didn't know about these until I started researching, and they're so good. I may have to start using them. Okay. He's known as the Mighty Mouse. Okay. Which is great, but my favorite is Pooh Bear. Oh, he does look like Pooh Bear. He really does. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Aw. So there you go. Small in stature, but grand in character. Yes. Ura. So I guess that is our style of sumo here at Sumo Kaboom. We're looking forward to this next bar show. I know oh, you are man. too. Everybody's so excited. <sighs> How can you not be? There's so much going on in it. So yeah, until next time, I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. Sayonara. See y'all later. Bye. Bye.